Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. So we're here with Steve D. Sims talking how to get traffic and the right types of customers for your business through speaking on stage. And what we're really curious about, we're going to talk about this after the break, is how you organize and how you put your events together without, without anyone knowing who's speaking, as well as without you even knowing what you're going to be talking about. And these are not massive thousand people events. These are events that anybody can do, really, as long as the right type of person is there, you know, smaller venues. So we're going to be talking about that with Steve D. Sims right after this quick commercial break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Like torture me, Ralph. <laughs> Get closer to your mic, though. You're a little bit far am away. I, am I soft? Yeah, yeah. Right. You're a little soft. We might have to pump you up. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one—and I mean no one—commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear. You are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. And we're back with Steve Sims, learning everything there's to know about using speaking for your business. And Steve, in addition to speaking on other people's stages, you put together your own events. Have they always been called the speakeasy? When did that come into play? <laughs> no, they haven't. And that was a that was a funny thing. I met so many people that were putting these events on. And the first thing they would do is they'd operate it ass backwards. They would go and get a venue. There was a thousand seat person 
uh, venue. And then they would start spanking out money to try and get a couple of headliners to be the draw. And then the next thing they would do, which never made sense to me, would start selling early bird special tickets. Mm. We've all seen that coming up. Meet so-and-so, meet so-and-so. But if you're quick today, you get $99 ticket. And I just thought to myself, that's a lot of stress. So let's work in reverse. And I remember I had a, and this is a true story. I had an argument with my daughter and it was coming up to my birthday. And I thought, I don't want to be at home with my daughter kind of like looking at me. She was a teenage girl, which basically means that she'd become the devil incarnate. And I didn't want her kind of looking at me going, happy birthday, dad. When inside she was just saying the word die. And so I didn't want to be in that house. And we all know what it's like. We've had teenage daughters, you know how. And of course, those closest to you can push the buttons. So I thought to myself, and I said to Claire, I'm not going to be here. For two days, I'm going away because I don't want the pressure of her having to be nice to me. I don't want that communication. And so she's like, what are you going to do? And I went, I've done. So I went on the Facebook and I just went, spend two days with me growing. $2,000. And someone said, where's it going to be? California. Whereabouts? Not telling you. Because I didn't know, you know? <laughs> I thought to myself, if I get 10 people... You're not being mysterious. You actually didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and so I thought, if I get 10 people, I'll rent a place like an Airbnb house or something like that. If I get 20 people, then you know maybe a bigger Airbnb house. Once I know who's coming, I can plan accordingly. So I was reversing what everyone else was fretting about. You know, if I got two people, we'd go mcdonald's you know that was where my head was going but i started getting people signing up and i remember one person signed up and he's a friend of mine so i contacted him and i said and i meant it sarcastically just like pulling his plonker kind of thing i went what you just signed up for this event what's your problem and he said good question steve i'm having trouble with this this and he actually told me what the issue was in his business you were saying, like, what's your problem? Like, is there something wrong with you? Yeah, are you mad? <laughs> you like, know? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but you see, people hear what they want to hear, regardless of how you said it. And he wanted to hear that someone was actually asking him how to help his problem. So he told me. So then I phoned up the next person. We only had five people sign up at that early stage. And I said to him, hey, you know, I saw you sign up. That's great. But what's your biggest problem and hurdle today? So I slightly tweaked it. And softened it so he realized I was that. And he told me. And then they started telling people, hey, I'm going to this event. And, and they actually called me and asked me what my issue was. And then it was a case of me just going out to my Rolodex and getting people in that could answer their problems. It was a reverse mastermind. Tell me what your problem is, and I will get a stonking genius to come in and help you. Now, I started working like that, and then, I don't know, it started growing. And I think our first one, we probably had about 30 people. And, you know, one of the guys said, oh, you know, what's, what's this called? And a friend of mine at the time said, look, I've got this house you can use, but I've only just moved into it. It's got no furniture. You know, you're going to have to put chairs down. And my wife found this place that rented beanbags, and there was all these brightly colored beanbags. So we came up with the idea, let's call it a beanbag mastermind. You know, and that's what it was going to call. And I'm kind of glad that it didn't work that way. But one of these people turned around, and they said, oh, you know, so where's it going to be? And my friend said, I don't want you telling them where the house is until just before. So 
we told everyone that registered what hotel to grab so we knew you'd be in the vicinity. And then a few days before, we gave them the address. But this guy turned around and said, hang on, we don't know who's going to be there. We don't know, uh, you know, where it is. Oh, it's like a speakeasy. And I went, you're right. It is. And that was it. That's how the speakeasy came about. So we did the first one. Then the second one, we hit 40 or 42. Next one, we hit like 70. And we noticed. When you start getting 70, 80 people with staff, you lose the eye contact. And so we came back down and we settled on 40. And realized that with 40 people, and Carson, you've been at two of them, you know, you can actually have 40 conversations during the two days. So it became more intimate, and we kept it like that. And literally what we've done is we bundled around America. The next one's in Los Angeles in uh, October. And we tell them nothing. And we literally, on our website, say, the greatest mastermind you know nothing about. We just tell you the city and how much it is. And then we contact you and we go, what's your problem today? And then we get people to come in and answer it. So in fairness, though, I just want to I w- I put some scaffolding to this because, and I know I'm not allowed to, to name drop, like what happens at the speakeasy stays at the speakeasy, but you've had some amazing speakers. When I was there, like the pedigree of prospect is is truly unbelievable. So it's not like you take everybody, put them in a big tin can, you take their two grand, and then you throw you know whatever vaudeville stage performer you found in the back alley. Like you've actually you bring in some some really cool, really value driven speakers. Oh yeah, we do. And 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 on our name drop, we've had you, we've had Jim Quick, we've had Jay Abraham, we've had Miss Olympia, we've had the the heads of cults, we've had prostitutes, you know, we've had all these people that come in that can answer a certain problem. But yeah, as I said at the early stage, you should always try and raise your pedigree with who you associate with. Your room should never be full of cheerleaders. You know, I don't want people to go, Steve, you're doing great. I want people to go, well, why are you doing that? And why have you limited yourself there? I want a room full of challenges. I want a room full of peers. I want to be in a room where people push me to be greater. And when you're in that room, you only know great people. So the room and the pedigree of people you can get into a room, people are amazed about and they're stunned, but I want them to be challenged. So I think this is a masterclass in event planning. And I really mean that. Here's, here's my challenge. I think anybody listening to this right now, and it's, it's especially true if you have a specific industry niche. It's true for everybody, but it's especially true if you're targeting a specific niche. I think everybody should do exactly this. Go to your list, go to your followers, go to your social profile and say, hey, y'all, we want to we wanna conduct a mastermind. It's two grand a person. We're capping it at X and maybe X is 10, maybe X is 50 and yep. see how many people you can get into a room because that room in and of itself, and I've seen this with every mastermind I've ever been a, a part of, that room in and of itself is valuable. Getting yes. all those people together to talk about whatever it is they're struggling with because person A has the answer to person's B problem, person B has the answer to person C's problem, person C has the answer to person A's problem. So just getting them all to carve out the time and get into a room together like that alone is worth the two grand. And then if you can bring in a couple of people that are going to serve them, like, oh my goodness gracious, you just became, you actually own the industry in a way. You became the center of that industry. You became the hub. It's, you are so correct. You became the you became the initiator of the community, but not the community. Mm. And then they started, it's the classic Facebook. Facebook perpetuates itself. They just provided the platform. 
You do that now with the community. You provided a safe space of people that can challenge each other and get to know each other and grow from each other. And I've often said, I'm up at the front of the room at my own event, and I'm the dumbest person at my own event. And everyone else up there could be up where I am talking to these people and do just as well. And sometimes we actually do that. So, yeah, I, I'm a great believer that you should you should definitely challenge. I remember a funny story a while back. A friend of mine, Jay Abraham, I said to Jay, oh, this is – and we'd both had a couple of syrups. So, you know, the, 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 we were we were laughing. And I said, oh, you're going to love this, Jay. I run this event called a speakeasy. I have 40 people pay me two grand. They don't know where they're going to be. They don't know who's going to be there. They don't know who's going to learn of teach them or anything. God, I'm a genius. And he just sat there with his drink in his hand. You know what Jay could be like? He could be quiet, and then he can say one word that just rips you apart. And he turned around and he went, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I was like, from what I've just told you, how can you summarize that I'm an idiot? He said, you've got to exceed 40 individuals' expectations that are in no writing. He said, if I put on an event and it's at the Marriott, starts at nine, finishes at five, and these are the five people you're going to meet that day, expectations set. But you've got to exceed expectations that you don't even know what they are. He said, you're an idiot. And ever since then, I was slightly panicky on the kind of people that I bring in. So I always try to bring people in that are going to make you go, oh, my God, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm in the room with, with this person, you know, and uh, that's what I always strive to do. Yeah, I like your, the story about, you know, your, your background as a doorman. And now at your events, you protect the door. And as long as you protect the door, the entire rest of the event is taken care of. Well, I remember, you know, entrepreneurs, we're weird. You know, we, we kind of constantly, we look at stuff to see, and it's the classic Sean Stevenson. How was this done for me and not to me? And so even when I was a doorman thinking this was the worst possible point in my life and my job description was just to go and slap people, I needed to look at it and go, how can I benefit from this moment? And I noticed that the more I controlled my front door and recognized human psychology, people, you know, you got a couple of syrups in you. You're just going to want to go in there and have a punch up. The girls, they're just going to go in there and they want to start trouble. You know, when you started noticing these kind of things, then you remove the problems from the inside. And even today, as any business owner out there, you should be the doorman of your business. Never accept a checkbook. Accept the person. Now, people don't get better with age. Our souls are still our souls, even when they're billionaires. They get so worse. protect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they get more demanding. It. If you focus on the people and not on the checkbook and protect your front door, and I have people say to me, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to come to your event. I know the people you got in your event. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I want to come. And you know that they're just going to be there trying to sell that product to your crew. You don't let them in. And just before New York, New York was a tough one because we were just coming out of mandates and, you know, it was tough for travel. Hotels were asking stupid amounts of money for hotel nights. It was a, it was a tough one to pull off. We only ended up on that one with like about 36, 38 people. The week prior, we had 16 paid applications to come to this to this event. Okay? So we had an extra 32 grand sitting there 
of 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 li- liquidity for people to want. We had to cancel every single one of those because they weren't the right person to be in the room. Because if I, I had known, if I brought them, if I accepted that ticket and brought them in, they would have been a cancer within my group. And then the people in my group wouldn't come to the LA one. So I had to go, well, look, do I want 32 grand or do I want my community? And you've always got to pick your community. That's brilliant. Stephen, from that test and your patience, can you talk to us a little bit about Sims Media? Yeah, um, it's a business that should be out of business. We focus, and I've got to work with many great organizations from the New York Fashion Week, Formula One. I mentioned the Grammys and uh, Elton John's Oscar party. And I was I was just gobsmacked how a lot of the time people didn't know how to use the right tone, the right authenticity, you know, the the, the point of the event. So we launched a branding company, not a marketing company. My son, Henry, we launched Sims.media. And we focus on branding you, personal brandings and emotive brandings. Because quite simply, the first thing that happens when someone wants to be a speaker, a thought leader, an influencer, a market specialist in plumbing, whatever it is, they then start replicating what everyone else is doing and remove what makes them such a unicorn. So we focus on truly branding you and then allowing us to be able to amplify that. But we are a personal brand insight. And as we openly say, we remove the confusion from you to make it easier for people to understand what you actually are and what you do and how you show up as a solution and not as a sales. Steve, where can people find you? Sims.media or Steve D. Sims. The D for dashing and only one M in Sims. Steve D. Sims. Anywhere. That's another little nugget for you. Don't have Steve underscore one, two, three. That's bull. Get a URL that you can say once and it's everywhere. So I'm Steve D. Sims, Instagram, Twitter, Tinder, LinkedIn, wherever you bloody like. Steve D. Sims. That's awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show, Steve. You're one of my favorite people. I know you know that. Super, super (laughs) excited to have had you here. For those of you listening, all the resources that we referred to on this episode are going to be at perpetualtraffic.com. So go download the show notes. And on behalf of my amazing co-host, Ralph Burns, peace. Until next show. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, outro. My boy, he's all grown up. Steve, just so you know, I have f***ed that up every single episode I've ever tried. And so today I just wanted to show Ralph that I could actually do the job. There so, you go. So you voted Steve, to the challenge. Today yeah. was a test for Kasim, and we used you as the guinea pig for him to like lead all these like intros. It was hard for me to stay silent and lead the intro interview. Like he did a really, really good job. So I figured like today was a good one. Hey, it's Ralph here. You know, there's a common problem we hear from agencies and consultants all the time. You offer outstanding services to your clients, but you run into technical roadblocks outside of your scope. Well, the truth is even agencies need agencies. And the good news is our friends at Outline can tackle all your development, web design, and analytics related problems. In fact, some huge brands like Mixpanel, Clavio, Segment, and even ActiveCampaign trust Outline to do incredible work. So if you want to solve your toughest tech problems 
Head to Outliant.com forward slash PT to schedule a free strategy session with one of Outliant's founders. Once again, that is Outliant spelled O-U-T-L-I-A-N-T dot com. That's Outliant.com forward slash PT. 